This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello everyone, this is the Evil Chocolate Cookie bringing you today's edition of the Jeopardy Chronicles. It is Monday all over again, which means we are into the second week of the Tournament of Champions. We're still in flashback mode, and we are talking about our final group of quarterfinalists today. So after this, things are going to start getting intense. So today's contestants were Sam Buttry, Jessica Stevens, and Zach Newkirk. Now, Sam Buttry won our first ever professor's tournament, and I honest to God don't know if we're going to have another one because I haven't heard a peep about it since then. And it's been a couple of years, so who knows? But the guy is just an overall impressive player. I don't remember much about the Professor's Tournament. Because it happened right in the middle of Amy Schneider's winning streak. So of course I don't remember it. There were more, there were more things to think about at the time. Amy was like on this huge terror. And it was just, that, that poor tournament got smacked right in the middle of it. But... Yeah, it's just one of those cases of, huh? What was that? So, yeah, I don't remember it. I I remember Sam, though, for being one of the more interesting players in the tournament. And all of them were smart cookies, but obviously since this guy won, well, yeah. I mean, anyone could have won it, but this guy, again, this guy can be a powerhouse. Jessica Stevens, we touched on a little bit during Second Chance. Her situation was very, very interesting. Um, as, as Ken Jennings put it, she got caught between a rock and a hard place. Because she played in the same game as Madame Odio and Jonathan Fisher. Which, of course, as we know, Jonathan Fisher won. But she was actually still ahead of Madame Odio pretty much throughout the game. Matt was actually in third place at the end of the game. And the only way he could have won would have been if both of his opponents had missed. And we'll talk more about Matt. Actually, we'll talk more about Matt tomorrow. And I'll tell you about that here in a little bit. But... So yeah, she got caught between two powerhouses. Not that she's not a powerhouse herself, but just getting caught between those two particular individuals kind of kind of hurt. 
Another interesting case was with Zach Newkirk. See, here's what happened with Zach Newkirk. I had alluded to this when we talked about Brian Chang the other night. Zach Newkirk was on a streak of his own when COVID forced production of, well, everything to be shut down. Therefore, when season 37 started up, they were only... They only had contestants from the local area. Therefore, Zach Newkirk was at the time unable to return to continue, you know, continue playing, possibly continue winning. So that, that was kind of an interesting scenario. Of course, they did bring him back to face off against Brian Chang in a match that he ended up winning. He, he was the one who defeated Brian. And it kind of made me sad at the time because I like I like Brian and we we've established that. I mean, I was I had a lot of other stuff making me sad at that point in time too, but that made me more sad. I don't like being sad. Being sad is not fun. But that is that's kind of the situation with with the the contestants we had today. I honestly I was racking my brain earlier like who's left? Because I'm used to there only being 15 contestants in the tournament of champions because that's how it was for so many years. And this time around we had 21. The time is now 8 p.m. And I'm just like, uh, who's left again? And then I felt like an idiot because honestly I should have known that. But I don't math very well most of the time, so. Today's game was a classic example of don't think somebody can't be a powerhouse because they won a tournament and not a regular streak. Because Sam absolutely bam, bam, bam through most of the game. He did have a slight hiccup in the Jeopardy round with the Daily Double because he bet everything and all his money went bye-bye. But, I mean, at, the, at that early stage of the game, that is not as likely to hurt you. So, that kind of action can most definitely be forgiven in this case. But, he came back from it very well. And kind of dominated most of the game. There was a point where Zach was like right on his tail in double jeopardy. But Zach made a decision that I have warned against many, 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 many times. He made a huge wager on a category he was not confident in. And all of his money went bye-bye. Well, not all of his money, but most of his money went bye-bye. So... You see what I mean? My warning about watching your wagers most definitely holds some weight. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Don't do something stupid with the daily doubles. Please. I beg you to just think before you blurt out a random number. I, I get what he was trying to do. He was trying to get the lead away from Sam, which he could have done at that point in time. But still, you've got to be careful. You've got to be very careful, especially in such a high-level tournament. With no wild cards. 
I'm not disrespecting the guy, not at all. I'm just saying you really got to watch what you do. Jessica, bless her heart, just could not get a foothold. She got herself into the negative fairly early in the game and unfortunately wasn't able to pull herself out and was therefore eliminated from being able to play Final Jeopardy and consequently from the tournament. Which sucks, but it it happens. I don't know if today it just wasn't... I just know... I don't know if the categories today were just not for her. If the other two kind of messed with her head. I don't know. But the, the end result was the same. In Final Jeopardy, if my memory serves me... Both players were correct. <clears throat> Not that it particularly mattered by <clears throat> that point to most people. I still say anything can happen no matter what, but the likelihood is it's not going to matter. Because most people who make it to the Tournament of Champions don't make stupid wagers in bad moments. Most of the time. Most of the time they figure that out. Sometimes not so much, but... <clears throat> You never know. But Sam made the wisest decision ever and didn't wager anything. Zach made a very, very small wager and it really, the outcome really couldn't have been any different considering that Sam didn't wager anything. But in that scenario where you're that far behind, you really don't have a choice. You got to wager you got to wager whatever is going to put you in a better position. There, there are exceptions to my rule about not being stupid with your wagers. I, I, will, I will say that right now. If you're behind and the only shot you've got is to make a dumb wager and cross your fingers for luck, well, more power to you because everyone wants to win. And if you want to seize your one and only opportunity, by all means. I'm saying, I'm just, you know, I'm very picky about stupid wagers because I've seen them hurt people more than they help. So, at any rate, Sam was the one who took the win today to move to take that last spot in the semifinals. Now, the semifinals do not start until Wednesday. Why do the semifinals not start until Wednesday? As I've told you, we had three contestants who automatically qualified for the semifinals just from sh virtue of being such unstoppable forces in the game. <clears throat> And those three were, of course, Madame Odio, Amy Schneider, and Matea Roach. So we will see them tomorrow in an exhibition match. That way they can get some practice and get warmed up. And Also, at the time this originally aired, that Tuesday, aside from being November 8th, which we'll get to tomorrow with one of the categories, was election day and the fear was that it was going to be preempted in a lot of markets and had they chosen to just jump straight into the semifinals a lot of people would have missed 
the first semifinal match. So Jeopardy's compromise was to hold this exhibition match and then put it up on YouTube for the people that didn't get to see it anyway. So we will be meeting our three powerhouses tomorrow and let me tell you that is going to be awesome because I'm going to be here for a while running highlights and all kinds of all kinds of goody goody. Cuz we're, we're going to have about a hundred games to talk about. Let me let me do the math in my head right real quick. 38 plus 40s. Huh. 101 game. We're going to have 101 combined games from all three of them. Not to cover in detail, but just to talk about in general because with the streaks these three had. There's going to be a lot of material. So I just wanted to let you know that we might be here a while tomorrow night. Actually, I don't know how long I'll get to be here tomorrow night because... Yeah. I'll have to keep it under an hour. I know that much because that's the limit the hosting provider set. You have to keep segments under an hour. But that's what you can look forward to tomorrow, and then we will jump into the semifinals starting on Wednesday. And that's where things are really going to get intense and all kinds of stuff. But that's what I have for you today. Um, Just a small reminder that I might be late one day this week. I'm not exactly sure when. But I may be late at some point this week. To get this out and get this recorded. And apart from that, I think that's all I have for now. So I'm going to say goodnight. And as Alex would say, so long everybody. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast. An evil chocolate cookie production. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast, an evil chocolate cookie production.